if this is the first audio you 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 got access to i would i would advise you to also go through the introduction this is the second part to a series which we're doing everything i've learned about real estate and i want to say thank you very much for tuning in this definitely will not be a waste of your time so today we're talking about a very important topic a very good one at that thanks very much for the feedback i really appreciate it for those who who are asking when the second episode is coming out this is it this is it so the topic for today is the real estate market value chain and exposition of the nigerian context Yes. Let's go into this. I would want you to I would want us to do a visualization before we go on. I want you to visualize a construction site. Or if you're close to one, you can just look just look at the activities being carried out at that site. Or imagine the activities just in case the the workers at the site are not are not present at the moment of you listening to this just do a mental visualization what activities what activities do you feel are being done or have been done for this piece of real estate to exist at this particular point in time Let me give you let me give you let me give you some time to do that visualization. Okay. Before we go on, I want to give a distinction between two major terms when we're talking about the real estate market. There's a huge difference between real estate and real property. Real estate is that which you can see and touch. You can feel it. You can feel the two-story building. You can feel the land. You can feel the trees. It is called real estate. But real property is the interest. Okay, let me not use that term. Let me not use that terminology, interest. Let me use is the right to use a piece of real estate. I'm not rushing this today. I have 30 35 minutes to go through to have this discussion. So this simple distinction between these two terms is one reason why you can have in a piece of real estate several rights subsisting on that property. Somebody would have the right to collect rent from a property while another person will have the right to use the property. If not for this distinction of real estate and real property, you wouldn't have 
investments like condominium. Because when you buy a condominium, what you're actually buying is the right to live in that condominium, the right to call it your own. And that right also includes a right to sell it. Sometimes the, the only right you have is the right to collect rent, but not the right to sell. You have that existing in some UPDC property. They sell you the right to collect rent from a property for 20 years. Or to live in that property for 50 years. There's also what is called development lease. The right to develop a property. That is the right to develop a real estate on another man's land. It's called a development lease. But I don't want to flood this discussion. We'll, dis we'll, we'll, we'll discuss this extensively in in another series, in another in another episode. Where we'll talk about the different rights, the different titles to land. So having done, having made that definition, let's go back to what we are discussing: the real estate market value chain. If, if you've seen the, the flyer designed to promote this, this podcast, you would see that at the bottom, there's a definition of the term value chain. The full range of activities performed in an industry in order to deliver a product. Okay, let's look at... If, if you can assess a bottle water, just keep it in front of you. What is the value chain for you to be able to get this water? What are the things you can see? There's a, definitely there should be a label. The water I have in front of me is aqua right. They didn't pay me for promotion though. <laughs> but maybe over time. Over time we'll get sponsorship for, for this podcast. And also we can chip in commercials in between. Maybe that is when that is when we'll, we'll get better and become perfect. Where when people would want us, when people won't be able to do without us, then we can sell commercials in between. Mm, I'm I'm licking some of my secrets. But don't worry, let's let's go on. I don't mind you knowing knowing where we are headed with, with all of this. So now let's go back to the water. Think of where you bought this water from. They provided you with a value. Definitely you didn't get the water from the from the producers. You didn't go to the factory to get that bottle of water. Probably you got it in traffic. The guy the guy hawking it offered you a value and because he offered you a value you're going to pay him for the value he gave you he didn't make the water he didn't produce it he just went to the factory got it in bulk at the cheaper rates and then stood in traffic and gave you one of it for that maybe probably he gets 10 naira 20 naira for the value he added to this water and what is that value? Making it accessible to you in traffic. That is one of the value chain with regards to getting this water to you. Okay, now let's step back. Think of 
the the driver that drove the water from the factory maybe the factory might probably be somewhere in Ekpe or Shongotedo or maybe in the mainland then that driver drove the water and brought it to the island here in Lagos took it to the warehouse or took it to a wholesaler who sold to the retailer and then the retailer now sold to you that driver offered a value so that driver is involved in the value chain to get this water to you now before we go ahead let me just give you the essence of this discussion why i chose to treat a topic like this in the real estate sector so many persons will tell you getting into the real estate market is capital intensive no doubt the real estate market is capital intensive depending on the value you choose to provide let me say that again the real estate market is capital intensive based on the value you have chosen to bring to the market that is the value you chose to bring to the market now let's go back to our water analogy we've treated two persons in the value chain we've treated the hawker in, in traffic that gave you the water and also the driver that drove it probably from the mainland to the island for you to have access to it he offered a value and thus he was paid for that value he offered now what about the wholesaler that invested to have a bulk supply of this water in his warehouse he offered a value he bought in bulk and provided a warehouse for the water to be in pending when it gets to each individual that will consume the water so for that value you offered the warehousing service he offered the fact that he paid the driver that brought the water for providing that value he has offered a value to the value chain he has provided a value himself to the value chain i just hope all of this is not sounding strange so let's go on I wouldn't want to analyze everybody in the value chain to provide this bottle water so that we won't have to to waste our time or have this podcast guest to 50 minutes or an hour I wouldn't want that now let's look at the manufacturer of the water the value he provided let's not talk maybe maybe the prefab he bought it from the market or he took it to to a molder that molded the prefab and what about those who provided the prefab you can get prefab for for bottles before they are now taken to the mold to i've forgotten the word that they call it but they cast it and then it becomes wider like this prefabs are usually smaller so depending on the mold the design for your bottle comes out 
So now the person that produces this water offered a value. It's not like water is not available. Water is available in your toilet. Why don't you drink it? Because it's not healthy for the human body. So this young man, let's say the investor or the business owner is a man for the for the gender sensitive ones. So what is the value he provided? For those on the island, he provided a whole lot of service to us. Our water here is bad. So for the person that made this water this clean for us to consume, he provided a whole lot of service for us. And sincerely, I'm grateful for this water. Because I don't think I'll be able to talk for 40, 45 minutes without the water. So now, we've understood the value chain. So where does this value, where does this concept of value stem from? Yes, so where does this whole concept of value come from? You can trace value to the points where exchange started from. That is the point where you can trace value to, to the point where exchange started from. So let's go down to the days of trade by butter, the battered economy. There was no money then. So basically, people exchanged their value. If you had no value to exchange in the market, you, prob- you, probably, ha- you will probably go hungry. So some persons offered value of yam, they went to their farm, planted yam, harvested it, then brought it to the market, they offered a value. Some persons would get yam by offering the value of joining in the harvest. The big man that has enough yam in his band to offer those that will help him harvest or help him plant also has value because he has yam. I don't know if we understand this whole circle of value. So now, when things progress, when we progress to the to the money economy, where money is now being used for exchange, that is why we have persons stealing you steal someone else's money to buy yam or get something some other thing of value but in itself wealth is not money wealth is in the value that you can provide to a group of persons that see that value valuable i hope i am not digressing from the whole point of the discussion. I hope you don't feel like I No, I'm not. Everything I am saying boils down to our topic. And I would want you to follow me carefully, line by line, precept upon precept, sorry, that's a biblical term, 
So just just come along with me. There are several value which goes on for a finished product in the real estate market to exist. You can choose to be the person that draws the plan. You can choose to be the person that does the analysis. Whether the project will be profitable or not. You can choose to be the bricklayer that brings the sand. Sorry, the laborer that brings the sand to the site. You can choose to be the driver that delivers block or sand to the site. You can choose to be the security man that secures the finished product in the night when everybody has gone home. That is me joking though. So now let's come back to the real estate market and discuss the value chain. I know some persons would say that the analogy is the analogies are getting too much. But I would want you to look at the real estate sector, the real estate market as as a football pitch. You have several players offering several values. You have the defender, you have the goalkeeper, you have the striker. Also, if if we should go back to our introduction, we we defined investment. It's about giving up value today to provide something. And then because you provided that value today, or you gave up consuming today's value to provide for somebody else, you ought to be compensated for giving up that value. So now, bringing this definition to the real estate market, the value which you may choose to bring to the real estate market can be your intellect, it can be your time. And what most persons feel is the ultimate that you can bring is money, which you have few persons that coming to the industry having in as much as I'm targeting those with the money for this discussion I'm also targeting those without any money to listen to this podcast because whether you have money or not and you want to play in the real estate market it is possible and like I said, it all depends on the value which you want to give to the market. So now, the next thing I will do is to itemize the value chain of turning a bush into a habitation that human beings will be willing to pay for and then live in.
it's one thing for you to turn a bush into a habitation and it's another thing for you to turn a bush into a habitation that people really want need and can pay for these are two different things most persons do the former few persons do the latter that is why it seems all the developers 90 percent of the developers are running to lagos because it is it is it is taking that is very difficult for you to go wrong on an investment in lagos but it's easy for you to go wrong on an investment elsewhere because Mark, the lagos market is in quotes saturated that anything you impose on the market or anything you push into the market is quickly soaked up follow me on this so you can decide to to go and build a very wrong house when i mean very wrong house <laughs> i know what i'm talking about because i've been a victim of that and still you will have market for it in lagos because people need houses but you can't try that elsewhere people will abandon your project so now let's go to the value chain for turning a bush into an abode that people would want need and will have the money to pay for enough of the preacher voice so let's come down to to a classroom voice you have different stages of a development you have the initiation you have the evaluation you have the acquisition which is basically the point where you acquire the land for for the project you have the design and costing stage you have the permission stage where you go with your designs and to the ministry and you get approvals to put that on the ground sometimes most developers ignore certain aspects and we know what the effect of ignoring this particular stage had on the lagos market the dent it had on developers the occupiers of this house no longer trust the developers it's a major blow on the industry but we wouldn't know this because there there's no statistics to show that there's really a major blow if we had several developers quoted on a stock exchange i can bet that you would have a drop in the price of their stock the moment the property that collapsed in lagos collapsed to show that buyers actually lost confidence in the lagos market at that particular point and it will take a lot for that trust to come back because now all eyes will be on developers if the eyes of lagosians were never on developers it will be on developers now so let's go after the permission you have the commitment where the developer gets to commit to the project and then we have the implementation where you have the vendors that supply one thing or the other coming to site you have the the artisans then after implementation and you have the finished product you have 
the disposal is either you sell or you lease so either of this so each of these stages have value that you can provide to make each of this stage possible like let's look at something like the implementation stage let's look at the vendor that supplies the sand I, I, I just want to use this particular example so before now I used to I used to I used to cherish the whole white collar job tie until I discovered that where you actually have the money in Lagos is where there is death and I mean death d-i-r-t where there is death where you have sand rubbing your body if you go to borough pit in Lagos that is around neuro chevron chevron axis that is the hub of Lagos brick manufacturers those who manufacture those who make blocks in Lagos hundreds of million leave that particular point in Lagos every day whether it's with regards to supply of cement the value that go into the supply of cement or the supply of sand or the logistics and haulage there is money the moment you understand the value chain in the real estate market the best way to eat an elephant is bit by bit what i advise people is look for a portion of the value chain you can tap in and then expand versi the south african business guru i can't i can't really pronounce his surname said something for you to be competitive in any business you go back the value chain back to source and what is the source in real estate the source is land but that will be on that will be for for another podcast so let's continue with this one so let's look at initiation stage i think we'll discuss that and then that's the way we'll draw the curtain the initiation stage of the value chain what value can you offer when it comes to the initiation stage in the real estate market you can offer investors reports you can offer them analysis you can do your research because this is the point that all decisions relies on if this initiation stage is wrong every other thing will be wrong initiation is simply getting an idea should we do a commercial or should we do a residential oh development is coming around this area let's do a commercial development is coming around this area let's do a residential like the dangote oil refinery at eleko presently in lagos has brought about several development projects in that area yeah several persons have had the idea and they develop reports that value can be paid for the podcast that will come after this would definitely touch on everything we've discussed here and 
that's how we'll go until we are done discussing the value chain that's when we'll now switch to to an entirely different topic but for now everything we'll discuss subsequently will be tied to will be tied to what we discussed today thank you very much i remain odo gk and i'm grateful you 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 listened to this point i want your feedback you can call me you can send an email to agk770 at gmail.com i want to hear what you don't like i want to hear what you want us to talk about you can get my number from my instagram you can call me i am open to feedback (laughs) there's one thing i wanted to know the reason why ms word came in versions is because they knew nobody could get it right all at the same time thank you very much i appreciate you